We are YOD. There are certain situations where I think about obligations to family and how far should those obligations go. Whereas, let's just say, hey, Joel, you're doing a whole lot better than some of the other members of the family. And the members of the family have noticed that. Now you're the go-to. Now you're the person that they reach out to. How do you navigate those scenarios? Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. And anytime we get a chance, we like to give you something to think about. So if you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. In this show specifically, we're going to stick with the 90s theme, and we're going to dig into family matters. What's your family structure like? And no, we do not expect Urkel to show up at all in this one. But before we get into it, do me a favor and click the subscribe button. This podcast is made for listeners just like you, so we appreciate your support, your feedback, and ratings. Now let's get into it. Oh, by the way, man, I wanted to let you know, man, we moved up in the rankings again. Uh, right now, we moved up 26 slots. We're up to uh, number 62 in society and culture. That's pretty cool, considering the fact that we're not like one of those shows that pump out every day, all day. Yes, um, yes no, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. So let's kick this conversation off. I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited. It's another day. Got my man Joel here with me. We're doing some amazing things. So, oh yeah, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Uh, out here, just enjoying, enjoying the life. Like you said, on vacation. So, I wanted to revisit some of some of the beautiful messages that I received, and it's actually through um, feedback. So, thank you all for the ratings. Just wanted to kick it off with some of the news that we got coming in, ratings and feedback. It's a five star rating that came in from Sandra. And it says the management, the discussions, the conversations, the topics, all in a great episode that she enjoyed. And uh, there's always something new to get from the podcast, but the new episode was awesome. Quality podcasts and episodes are very informative. So shout out to you. Keep the feedback coming. I'm really excited. I love that right now. And um, that helps us. That empowers us and lets us know what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it, and how we present it to you. So keep that feedback coming. Thank you again. Today, I wanted to talk to you, Joe. I was thinking about a few things. One, you spending time with your extended family brought me down uh, the thought process. And I actually had some time with my extended family. We talked about it offline in the past, like, 10, 15 days. It was pretty cool. But I also wanted to think about it from the perspective of, well, what is the family, first off? but And then the next step is, like, how far does that family line and family tie go? I know I have some thoughts on it, but I just wanted to kick it off to you and then maybe just get your thoughts overall on what is family? How do you define family? Sure. So before we do that, uh, I think it's important, too, uh, that people are still with us with your fantastic idea you had um, with the episodes and how they're going to be titled and how we're going to talk about them. So with this episode first, if you could do this for me, I think this is going to help to set it off just kind of remind people what today's the, the title is going to be and then we'll do all the dot connecting right after oh yeah absolutely so i'm um, not sure if y'all paid attention but the last episode was uh, strictly based off of a theme 
and what was the thing? Help me, help me again. I don't know why I keep forgetting. Uh, the first so one. Yeah, no, the first one. Hold on, man. Now I'm forgetting. Uh, family. No, it wasn't Family Matters. It was Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss? All right. Yeah. So the yeah. So basically, what we're doing is uh, we're we're bringing back those moments of nostalgia, and I, I'm specifically for me, I'm thinking about times like. Uh, TGIF, and that's Thanks God It's Friday. And there were a few shows that came up on TGIF, but there's also some other shows that will bring you to some of these themes. Last week's episode was Who's the Boss? And we talked about who's the boss, what that means in your life, where do they show up, and we kind of dissected a few of those elements of who's the boss. This week's episode is Family Matters. So we wanted to stick on that theme and then talk about family overall and then we'll have a few more coming in the next next few episodes so if you could that's the background that's what we're talking about that's the theme for the show but we're gonna put our spin on it as well yes yes so family is such a huge broad term and concept you could be talking about your your blood family your biological family you could be talking about uh, your in-laws. You could be talking about a community that you're a part of. You could be talking about your your current job, whether it's in a corporate or as an entrepreneur, the team that you have around you. Uh, if you're a part of a team, the concept of family is, is very, very broad. And, and to sum it up, uh, I, I don't want to give a textbook definition because it'll make it too finite. But to sum it up, family is a group of people that are coming together uh, and, and want to accomplish a common good or, or a common purpose. Uh, they take care of each other. They support each other. Uh, they make sure that opportunities that happen for them, everybody is blessed by them. If I get some information, all you guys have this information. If I get some money, all you guys, and, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's not just who, where you're born and who you're born as a part of, but it's also who you bring in and, and decide and make that conscious choice that these are going to be my people. This is my circle, my sphere of influence. So there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Uh, and, and I think that for the, for the sake of this conversation, where I want to start, uh, if you don't mind, is I do want to talk about your biological family, uh, because there's something that you said that I think is extremely critical. There, there's a, a process in everybody's life where they start to grow, develop, become the individual that they're, well, it's not finished yet, but who you're intending to become. This is all a process. And in that process, you start to learn some things about the people that are closest to you, whether you agree or disagree with them philosophically, whether you don't agree or you disagree with how they exhibit their emotions, with how they choose to move around on the planet. Uh, and all of us, it's funny because the joke in, in our community is all of us have that uncle or that cousin. And, and we all know we love them, but we love them from a distance. We, you know, you put that 10 foot pole and you love them all you can from that distance of 10 feet, but you don't want them in your immediate space because there's that potential for them to bring that drama that they always seem to find themselves uh, in the middle of, now it's in your lap. So I, I think it's, I want to start there just, when you think about family, what is your responsibility to your family? And, and I'll start just by kicking that question back over to you, kicking the ball back over the fence to you. And let me ask you, and then I'm going to give you my thought, but what is your responsibility to your family? And we'll start with biological. Yeah, I think for me, oh, I serve as 
<laughs> I, I, and I thought about this from a few elements, right? I thought uh, for my family, depending on, like, I guess you would say for my siblings, uh, the people that I grew up with, siblings, parents, I serve as that, um, that sounding board. Uh, I serve as somebody that may give some healthy advice, whether it's, uh, you know, physical health, mental health, financial health. And in, in my household, I serve as the provider. Um, and I think that it's more from the perspective of, I want to be seen as that provider. I understand that there is a mutual role in there that, that me and my wife play, but I'm that sound one. I'm not, I wouldn't say more so disciplinarian, but I'm that person that wants to push them for greater heights. And really, I, now that you're asking it, I'm scared. That I'm going to say the wrong thing. And my wife's going to look at it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cause I'm trying to think like, oh, man, you know, the role that I play is different. Like I'm the research guy in the family and but I'm also the person that loves to take action as well. So I don't get too much caught up in the research. I, that's my time. Like maybe if it's on a long drive, I do a lot of research or I do a lot of listening, uh, do a lot of reading, uh, do a lot of, uh, I guess you would say like, yeah, just reading and discovering and trying to take things back to my family to help better them. Yes. I feel like I, now, just so you understand my family dynamic, it's a little different. And that's because I'm a first generation American. And, and since I am, there's a lot of history that was handed over that's coming from the Caribbean that my parents weren't exposed to and didn't expose us to. So I've gotcha. made it my job or my life's work to educate individuals that wouldn't know and wouldn't have that same level of experience. So I, I would say that that's the role that I play, but I'm not sure if I'm really answering your question from that perspective. No, I think that's perfect, actually. that That's fantastic. And, and I'm gonna answer it similarly, actually. Um, so in my family, growing up, I was a middle child. Um, no dad, uh, the only dad that was present for a short time was my sister. So again, it's three siblings, um, three, different, uh, three different parents or three different fathers. And being the middle child, you know, there's the running joke that you're always overlooked because the oldest is the one that always makes all the bad decisions and the youngest is the one that gets babied. And realistically, in my case, that was exactly what it was. So I was always the sound one growing up. I was always level-headed because I watched what my brother did and I was like, I'm not doing that. That was my thought process for years. Now, fast forward to us being adults and I'm still that one, I'm still the most level-headed. Uh, emotionally, I'm the most in control. You know, my, my mother has a temper, my brother has a temper, my little sister doesn't have a temper as much, but there are emotional things that exist with all of them that I don't have. So I, again, I'm, I'm the sounding board. Uh, I, I'm the one that's, I'm always gonna be able to be counted on. If somebody needs something, needs help with something, needs a ride or, I say a ride, everybody has a car, but if anything goes on, they know that they can call me and it's a guarantee that unless there's something going on and I just can't get away, I'll be there. And if I say I'm going to do it, it's going to get done. So that's my role in my, you know, my birth family, you know, my brother, sister in my current family. I'm the one who brings the perspective of the, the struggle 
and overcoming the struggle by being in the middle of a struggle. So I don't want my kids to ever have so much abundance that they don't understand the value that you can gain from the struggle, uh, but also that because you were born into your situation is not your fault, similar to mine. So I don't want to withhold these things from you as well. So I try to provide that balance there. Um, similarly, I, a disciplinarian, I, I'm not out here beating my kids. Um, you know, I say beating as a joke, but there's not a lot that they do that requires it. But when it comes time to shutting something down, yes, I'm that one. When it comes time to having fun and want to play and play games, run around outside, I'm the one they come to. Uh, when it comes to making a the hard choice, I'm the one that makes that hard choice. And the way I look at it as anything, anyone that leaves from my house, I'm responsible for that. We are all a representation of one another. So I'm going to represent y'all a certain way and I'm going to drill it into y'all's head to represent me the same way. If I'm going to do this, I'm willing to do, do all of these things. I need y'all to be willing to do something uh, to, to make sure that not only are you representing us properly, but you're sacrificing the you, the selfish nature for the greater good, which is the family. So that's kind of the role I play in my immediate family. But like you said, there, there's it's so much nuance to being a parent, to being a father, to being a husband, uh, that it, it's we're probably oversimplifying all the things that we actually do uh, carry as, as burdens or just the load of uh, being the leader of a household. Yeah, I totally agree. And sometimes I think about it and like I said, coming from uh, my, my background, there were points in times where my household did not reflect just my siblings and my parents. There were aunties, there were uncles, there were cousins. And because of that, I think it's hard for me growing up to understand what or who really makes up my family. And when I mean, when I say family, I mean like no matter what, I'm responsible for that person's well-being. That that's that's how I I define family. And that's... sometimes like as I as I grown older, I actually feel like it it's outside of the household from an extended standpoint. So it's not just those cousins or aunts and uncles. There are friends. There there may be some coworkers as well that I would look at to say I'm responsible and I need to look out for this person's well-being. Yes. Um, yes. So I think that's something that I struggle with, but I wanted to get your perspective on it and we can definitely come back and then dig into my struggles. Okay. <laughs> but now I love what you said too, because, you know, in my household, it was, like I said, my brother, my sister, my mother, but it was also my grandmother. And during that time we had um, an uncle, well, it was great uncle, I guess. It's my, my grandmother's brother. He came and lived with us. Um, his daughter lived with us for a minute. My Another cousin lived with us for a minute. So, so you're absolutely right. Um, and, and we were raised, even with our cousins, uh, it was more like brothers and sisters anyway. So it, it's at any given moment, it could be, you know, in a, in a three bedroom house, like seven, eight people in there. And, and we ain't talking about a three bedroom uh, two 2,000 square foot plus, we're talking maybe like 800 square feet, but like eight, nine, 10 people in there. So um, our, the definition of family is definitely a little bit different. 
man. So like I, I look at it and I just think about some of the struggles that I may have because I, I'll tell you this, for example. <laughs> oh man, this is an example that um I'm probably gonna receive flack on it. It's nothing too serious, but just just like one day I had a long day of work, right? I'm probably putting in maybe twelve hours. I came home and and I'm maybe like around seventeen at the time. So, I mean, 17 working 12 hours, probably not a good thing, but I came home and I saw my cousin and he was like, Hey man, how you doing? You know, Hey, can you run me to the store? My cousin's my age, not a big deal, but you know, I, I could have been looking at it like, Hey dude, how'd you get over here? Number one, you don't even live here. Mm-hmm. I felt responsible for taking this person to the store, getting this person something to eat, man. On the way to the store, I wrecked my car. Hmm. And you know what the crazy thing about it was? He wasn't even in the car. I decided to just go to the store for him to get it. And I'm like, I wouldn't wow. do these types of things for normal people after a 12-hour shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I felt yeah. obligated to do something small like that for a family member. You know, I'm putting in air quotations. You can't see me. And I wrecked my car. All right? And, and then sometimes it makes me think about, I know we... We title this family matters, but I want to get your perspective on like certain times where you may go out your way for air quotes family and then it ends up like just, I guess, wrecking your whole day. Man. Yeah, for sure. I, um, <laughs> countless stories to tell you the truth, countless stories of, and generally it's all, it's always the same, you know, for the most parts, it's always going to be money related. Um, there's there's just a lack of money in our community, you know, just being honest. And the challenge is the American dream, the concept subconsciously has crept its way into the mental fibers of the majority of the people that I know that look like me. And the problem with that is everything is always put in your face as a need. And it's based off desire, but it's posed as a need so every commercial every movie every song every video social media everything is about stuff which means that more than likely people are going to stretch themselves too thin because they have an expectation of what they should be able to do so now you put yourself in this position and the i have an uncle and i talk to him about this stuff all the time the biggest problem i have is i don't know when I'm just putting putting that Band-Aid on that bullet wound versus recognizing that there's still a legit need. So, you know, we ask a question like, what's your responsibility to your family or your obligation? Like, am I obligated to, to give a relative some money if they hurting? Because maybe I, I have a, a little bit extra over here or if I give that little bit extra away, now we're in the same boat. Like, where does the obligation begin and end? And that's something that I currently struggle with because you see people, especially as we get older and people still making the same choices. And it's generally based off of that, the tangible stuff that that I need to have this type of car. I need to live in this type of a house. I need to wear these type of clothes or shoes, or I need this jewelry or, or I have a, a, uh, a vice around liquor i love really really expensive whiskey so whenever i get a little extra money i'm gonna buy that as opposed to doing something else that could take you get what i'm saying and i i i have had that happen to me so many times over that it has caused 
not, I don't want to say problems in my marriage, but it's made us have some conversations that I didn't want to have. And to the point where I was like, well, you know what? I'm not even going to say it to you anymore. It'll be about if, if I've got it, we've got our joint account, my wife and I, our joint account, the family, she has her own. I have my own. If I'm going to do some helping, even if I'm tied up about it in my mind or my heart, that's where it'll come from. I'm not going to take it from the family. And yeah, but but the sad part is it still was a, a point of contention with my wife and I where we had to have that conversation. And the the takeaway was, you know what, whatever. I'm not even going to bother with it. You know, I don't want to feel guilty or start resenting you or have feelings towards you because you don't want me to help out a family member. You get what I'm saying? So again, it's still that tough, that tough line um, that I'm walking and the obligation to my wife versus to a family member or to a close friend that's in need, who trumps who? Or does the need trump the person or the relationship? This is just interesting when you think about it in terms of family mattering. When you think about those individuals that have their hand out, do you, do you feel like there's it's come to a point where them asking may drive a wedge in your relationship or in your your household the potential's there and the reason i say that is i look at it a couple of ways we never mind helping people that are there for us um and and that's what i look for because the reality is everybody's going to have their moment where they struggle with something and that's okay but when i'm down or when i'm hurting are you, are you there supporting me? Are you reaching out and talking to me outside of the times you're reaching out to ask for money? Depending on what the relationship actually looks like will determine how far I'm willing to go, um, even to the point where it caused a problem in my house. If I have a, a really, really strong relationship with somebody, I'm not going to put them over my wife, but I'm also going to make sure that my wife understands that, hey, this is a real relationship. This isn't somebody who just hits me up only when they need something. We have something real and you know it because you're my wife. So my hope would be that wouldn't become a point of contention, but I can't control somebody else's else's emotions. But yeah, to your question, it absolutely has made me question that. And it came up. It wasn't like a fight where we were against each other and mad and big blowout or anything like that. But it was like, Hey, when it comes to this, I'll do it from here. We don't even need to talk about it. I'll just do it this way instead of always bringing it to you. Um, and, and that could be a, a, a an issue for her that maybe she doesn't really talk about in great detail. But yeah, people can definitely affect your space. They can ruin your day. They can ruin your marriage. They can ruin other relationships. So it's it, it behooves us to, to be very cautious in the way we deal with other people, um, especially when when it's family. And again, family isn't just your blood it's those people that are because some friends are closer than family members so it just depends on who the person is how joel i have to do it i'm sorry yeah um here's a scenario and pl- please feel free to put the mirror back up at me i ask these tough questions and hopefully i'm willing to answer them as well but you have um well, i guess in the in in your experience right as you think about we're, we're two black males and you have your mother 
You have your wife and you have your daughter. Out of those three, which one is the easiest one to say no to? Keep in mind the family matters. I know it's tough. Yeah. But you, you have that everybody's going to have some type of need. Yeah, for sure. And, and sometimes those needs come up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So from that perspective, yeah, which one this... is that? I mean, how do you rank? Because it has to be some type of order that you go through to say, OK, this is where I have to weigh my options or or say, OK, I put the weight of the relationship here versus there. Now, yeah. if everything's good. Then, yeah, you can say, OK, look, my mom needs something I need it. And I'm just thinking about it from a a, a black male perspective. Yeah. yeah. Considering family, you know, usually the mom is always there. You look at anybody who's won a championship, won a big time game or I, I, I remember Kevin Durant going back and saying, hey, you're the real MVP. The black mom is usually there and holding yeah. down the black male in the household. Um, just and what's been put out there, right? So I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you like this, and I'm gonna be as truthful as I possibly can here. Uh, my my daughter is probably the easiest for me to say no to right now. With her being four, a lot of the things that she may want, uh, if it's a need, she's gonna have whatever the need is off top. So she's probably gonna have that first, even before my wife, because my wife will put her before. Her herself as well. So my daughter will probably be the easiest to uh, take care of, but also the easiest to say no to because the the, the nature of the request. Um, where I find it interesting though, the challenge is with my wife and my mother because my mom does not ask for much. So when she does ask for something, whether it's me to help come move a bookshelf or, or some anything like that, that's priority off top. And I, I like to think that my wife understands that because she, you know, she knows my mother as well. My mother is just not the type to have a bunch of needs. But if it was a matter of uh, my mother's need versus my wife's need, I think my wife would take a back a back seat to to the need of my mother for a couple of reasons: age being one, um, two, just the intentions of being selfless. And I'll be honest with you, and I'll say this too: the thing that's interesting about marriage is that a lot of times I believe, and especially dealing with all of the married couples that I deal with because of the business wife and I have, I think it's a lot of times husbands say yes, as opposed to saying no, because they just don't feel like dealing with the the fight that could ensue after, which is an interesting concept, but it's real. And I've seen it over and over and over. And a lot of men will allow the outcome to take place that they they foresaw like hey this is not going to turn out good but hey i can't tell you grown you you have to go ahead and do what it is you want to do so again for me i if i had to have a pecking order easiest to say no to my daughter then my wife then my mother would be the hardest yeah I, i would agree with that one but I also say that uh, my similar, my situation is similar to yours. My wife would probably just understand what's going on from a, my mother's perspective yep. and try to defer and, and understand what the situation is. Yeah. 
Um, now I'm glad that they have that type of healthy relationship where she would do it as well. There are certain situations where I think about obligations to family and how far should those obligations go? Whereas let's just say, Hey, Joel, you're doing a whole lot better than some of the other members of the family. And the members of the family have noticed that whether they're your extended family or whatever part of the family you would call now you're the go-to now you're the person that they reach out to so in, in situations like that how do you navigate those scenarios man it's hard but it, it's it's stuff that you have to go through you have to learn how to navigate those there's there's no one way there's no right answer and to be honest um through through blessing after blessing and believing in myself and and basically forcing the hand of others that's exactly what my story is at this point i i went maybe from back in 2014 to where we are now uh with like a 50 percent salary increase so people do see that they do see the things that you're able to accumulate as a result and not even you know, overabundance in terms of things you don't need. But just like I mentioned before, and this might have just been me and you talking, but I never thought I'd be a homeowner. Now, suddenly, my wife and I are homeowners. And, you know, my siblings aren't homeowners. Um, Cousins and things like that aren't homeowners. Uh, Some are, but, you know, for the most part, it it probably looks like from the outside, me and my wife like the the Cosby show from the outside looking in. right. So when they see that, number one, I have to let them in on the truth, what's really going on. So number one, let me tell you this, me and my wife, we ain't perfect. We don't treat each other perfect. We got our issues that we got to work through still. And we got the pressure of the world from this business that we have to make sure that not only are we fostering these relationships with others, but also that we learn from them and growing as a result. So it ain't all sweet there. Then number two, hey, we have bills too. We have children. We have a daughter that's in private school. We have a, a son who is into all type of extracurricular activities, whether it's STEM programs or these other like brothers, big brother, big sister type programs that he gets involved in. This stuff all has a price tag associated. Just because it looks this way doesn't mean that there's all of this access or excess rather that we can just hand out to other people. If I give that to you, it's coming right out of her mouth or it's coming right out of his mouth. I don't mind going without to help somebody, but I can't allow my kids to go without to help somebody. But now on that topic, is that a subject or a conversation that you've had to have? Yes. Really? Yes. So, and I, I guess the way that I'm looking at it is, do you feel like you should have had to have that type of conversation? Was that more something that you were willing to do? Or you're like, Hey, listen, I, I guess I need to just uh, cut it clean to you. This is the situation. Just in case you were wondering and thinking that I was just sitting on so much excess. This is what my life structure looks like. Just so you don't, I guess, so you can stop coming to me every time you need something. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that the approach or was it more like, hey, I think we should just sit down and really understand how everybody has certain obligations so while you may have an obligation and I have an obligation to you, 
just want to be clear on where where my priorities are before you come to me. I want you to take that into consideration. Yeah, that's, again, another interesting question. I never anticipated having to have a conversation like that. I, I do know that, um, again, the uncle I mentioned earlier, him and his wife did well for themselves, and they were the bank for people. That's who everybody in the family would go to anytime they needed something. And my uncle and my aunt both are extremely generous people. Give you the shirt off their back. But my uncle's biggest thing is don't not answer when I call you after you call me and ask for something like I did something wrong to you. All I've ever done is tried to help. So I saw it happen, but I never thought I would be in a position to where I would be able to be a helper to others like he was, like him and his wife are. Uh, so I never anticipated, but it became something that was, okay, I have to say this because you're trying to convince me uh, of this. No, you can't convince me of what I have and what we can possibly do and trying to finagle the system and all this other stuff. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking out a loan for you. I can't do that. I've got a wife. I got kids. If something happens bad, that's on me. It ain't on you. So I, I have had to have those conversations. It is tough, um, especially because you love people. But let me be very clear about this. Your only obligation to any other person on the planet is to treat them right. That's it. It doesn't mean you have to give them any. It means you treat them right. If I have extra money, sure, I can share it. If I have extra food, an extra bedroom, an extra vehicle, uh, extra well, not even extra information, but just information in general. That's what I feel my obligation is, is to share those things. It's never, it's never in my mind that I'm going to put myself in harm's way or in jeopardy to make sure that you are right. Because we may not have had the same opportunities. I also want to be clear about that. People be like, well, we had the same opportunities. We came from the same house. Now, that doesn't mean that y'all are supposed to have the same outcomes or results in life. That's a fallacy. So I'm not expecting you to achieve everything that I've achieved, and I'm not expecting to achieve everything that you have. But what I'm not going to allow is a lack of an achievement on this part for you to impact how I'm going to have to move for the next three to five years because I gave up the farm to make sure that you were okay. Now my wife don't like me. We, on, we, on, we done got a divorce because financially we fell apart and all the plans we had have fallen apart. Now I got this family that's separated. It's, it's too much at stake for me to go above my obligation. I like that. I like that. Uh, so let me dig in a little deeper and not just with you, but just like thinking about our whole experience. So I called out that we're two uh, black males. And, and with that, I do feel like our experience is not a new one. It's not, it's, it, it is a common experience from that perspective. And, and it's not every black male's experience, but I, I would be lying if I acted like there aren't individuals that grew up with multi-members um, of extended family in the same household that right. became more so like a, a joint family. With that being said, certain individuals are going to go in different directions as they continue to grow, get responsibility or gain their independence with that. Um, what type of systems 
is as the family continuation continues, well, as it continues to evolve, what type of systems are available for, I guess, family support? And what can we start with now? Let's say to the listener that's 18 years old and about to start their freshman year of college. What what's some things that they should be thinking about? Man, let me tell you, I'm going to speak to this from Joel's perspective, what I wish somebody would have said to me. Number one, I didn't have any dreams, goals, aspirations at 18. I was literally just existing. I was waking up every day and whatever happened is just what happened. It was all happenstance. So mine would have to start way before that. But let me fast forward to the person who was responsible enough at 18 to be 17, 18, to be headed to college that first year. And I say responsible only meaning they had a plan, somewhat of a plan. Uh, What I would start with them is, hey, you may be the first in your family to get a degree. You may not be. You definitely are going to want to help your family. That's a fact. But what I would suggest you do is figure out what your purpose is, figure out what you're good at, figure out how you can serve other people. From there, you may be better suited to serve the people that are closest to you, your family, your immediate family. We have these these grandiose dreams that I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get this great job making all this money, I'm going to get this house for my mom, I'm going to buy this house and whatever else and take care of them and pay off this bill. I'm going to buy my sister a car. I'm going to buy my brother or, or go in with my brother to help him start this business. We have all these grandiose dreams and it's nothing wrong with it. But again, we don't have a foundation as an individual that's strong enough, you know, like a tree, you think about it. What happens if you get a tree with a, that, where the, the, the stem, the root, the base looks like, a, looks like one of the branches and then the branches look like the root? tree gonna fall over and that's what happens far too often where the expectation becomes so high on that high performing family member that they burn out and a lot of them don't get to make it through college a lot of them make bad choices because everything is just so overwhelming in terms of the responsibility like you can't overlook the fact that in our community you mentioned it already a lot of times there are multiple families living under one roof and in our community for whatever reason it's not always looked at as a good thing. It's a, oh, well, they they in trouble, so they need some help. All right, well, I guess y'all can come stay here, as opposed to other cultures who do it intentionally. But again, you just think about that. You may have five or six kids, and one of them has an opportunity to go to college. What is the pressure on that kid? What are the other ones saying to them? So again, if I could tell them anything, firm up your foundation, figure out your purpose, Figure out how you can leverage your skill, your gift, whatever it may be, to serve other people. And then use that same service for the people that are in your immediate circle. You know, people far too often, they, they make a little money, go buy somebody a car, and it's an irresponsible person, they crash it. Buy a house, irresponsible person, they don't pay the bills, but they got the latest shoes, they got the latest cell phone technology, but they're behind on the mortgage, or they're behind on the rent. They behind on the light bill. So now they need to ask you for the house that you already bought them or the car that you already bought them. Hey, can you give me some money for gas? Hey, can you give me some money for the lights? Or the they're about to cut off the, the power. I need, to, we, it's summertime. We need, you, you get what I'm saying? So it's a lot of challenges and it sounds easy when I say it, but there's so many legitimate influences that come from family where you got to look at that obligation. 
And as a young mind where you're still developing already who you are, it sucks. But that's what I would try to give them the game on is figure out you, figure out your purpose, firm up your foundation. So when it does come time and you're able to help, that tree doesn't fall over. No, I like that, man. And you know, I, I live in Florida, so we've had a lot of storms here lately. And I live in a new community. Yeah. And he planted with so many trees, and it's so funny that, I mean, obviously they don't have any roots. So with a little wind, they're just falling over. They just got to come back and they try to replant yes. it, come back and try to replant it. Thought process there is if you have a strong foundation, you only got to plant it once, right? <laughs> so I love I love that. I love Preach. that. I love that perspective. That's uh, really solid. So if you're going to build that foundation, it, it seems like from what you're saying and what I'm gathering is you have to start now or the best time to start was well, yesterday. The second best time is right now. And it's with healthy habits. And, and time yes. and time again, I guess when I'm looking at it, the perspective that I'm coming from is you may have certain individuals that they'll continue to come back because their foundation is, is broken or it's not, it's not secure. It's not strong. And because of that, they'll continue to come back whenever the wind blows because they're going to fall over and they're going to need more help. They're going to need to be replanted. And those individuals may be older in their life lifespan. So it's good to start that foundation when they're younger. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely what I'm saying. And the biggest part of that foundation is going to be, like I said, you got to figure out what your purpose is. Do I like myself? Am I, happy to be who I am? Do I feel like I'm valuable? Do I feel like I can do? If you can't answer yes to those questions, then that means your foundation isn't there. The foundation is centered wholly, in my opinion, on how a person feels about themselves. And if you come from a situation where, you know, maybe people aren't big up in you from a young age, where you don't have that confidence instilled in you, because that's, let's be honest, that's where it comes from. When you tell somebody you're proud of them or they did a good job or, wow, you're good at that, when they're really good at something, not, not the BS we do today with the participation trophy, but the real stuff. Like my daughter is four years old. She ain't the smartest kid in the world, but her ability to use logic, I'm like, I don't know if there are other four-year-olds that are this logical and can put pieces of a puzzle mental puzzle together the way she can. It doesn't mean she's going to graduate from Harvard or MIT at, at 15 or 16, but it's just, we make sure we tell her like, man, that's you. How did you figure that out? Why? How do you know this stuff? Because I'm smart. You, you know, that's her response. So she's already got in her mind that she's, she's intelligent. She believes she's beautiful. She loves her beautiful black skin. Her beautiful brown skin is what we call it. She loves her hair natural. She likes to just wear it out in the afro. Those are all the things that are critically important, especially to a little girl, that she's going to need to be her foundation. So when some knucklehead tells her she ain't cute, she's going to remember like, man, this dude, he, just be, he a hater because I don't want him. That's where that foundation has to start, but it's also critically important when you're deciding, all right, how am I going to be effective to others? I believe in myself enough to know I have the bandwidth, the ability, the intellect, the skill set to help this person. I know I can do it, but if I don't have this foundation where I believe in myself, 
how am I going to feel like I can do it? So yes, to answer your question, absolutely. This concludes part one of Family Matters. Please stay tuned because we'll be dropping part two very soon. Thanks again as we aspire to inspire until we expire.